Blog Talk Radio. All powers to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power. It's your brother, Jeremy Yang and Krumah, coming to you again. Coming on this Thursday. We usually do it on Wednesdays, but I'm seriously contemplating about changing the day. And I hate to be one that conflicts with the uh, progression of other parties who are trying to accomplish their things. Tonight, I think it's probably going to be one of the, the most fascinating conversations that I have or one of the most interesting because I'm seeing a lot of interest being generated from the topics. And the topics are unity and the real history behind the splits and the factualization or the partisanship with the different uh, formations in the Black Panther Party, why they came about, what really happened. And, you know, I want to start off why I felt the need to even have this discussion. What's happening now is we're having what's called a revisionist era happening, a revisionist history. And what that means is this. People are coming in who don't have the actual factual on what happened between the formations, why the formation split, why uh, certain membership felt it necessary to have these splits. And by them coming in and not being fully aware or properly informed or being misinformed or outright, in a lot of instances, outright misled and lied to, then um, it's hard to make, it's hard to have a unity. It's hard to bring about this unification. Because when you have these these people coming in and they don't have the proper information, then you can't address the real issues that cause the separation. And if this is what it's really all about, if our whole thing is about unity and coming together, then we have to, before any unity can be had, then the um, lies, the outright untruths, or anything like that, have to not only be discussed, but have to be dispelled. They have to be, falsehood has to be bashed across its brains. And that way, with that, what we hopefully, prayerfully, that will accomplish is the removal of any ill feelings that comrades may have towards one another or factions may have towards one another based on misconceptions. It's that simple. And I felt like that um, I'm one of the people amongst any, I'm not the only one, but I'm amongst many other people who could best bring this about because I happen to be there from the very beginning. I happen to be there from the split with the uh, doctor, where I've been chairman, Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz, when he had stepped down and when that chairman Hashim and Zinga was appointed from the separation from the writing of the Declaration of Freedom and the first annual convention of the new Black Panther Party under new um, new central under a new central committee was elected in Atlanta, Georgia. I had the privilege of hosting that in my city at that particular time that I was a chairman of, to even the formation of the people's new Black Panther Party, as eventually became under the leadership of Chairman Kahar, whom I'm sure a lot of you know is my father to my leaving that and forming, with a few members of that, the uh, People's Black Panther Party. It sounds like a travesty, I'm sure. It sounds like, like, man, why all these splits? Why can't we just get along? What's really going on? 
But when we look at it, and if we look at it from a objective, not a subject, but an objective position, then we, we can start to really realize it doesn't have to be as bad as we made it out to be. We start to realize that the splits weren't based on ideological differences. They weren't based on different beliefs. They weren't based on different objectives, aims, and goals, aspirations for the future, the advancement, empowerment, and liberation of African people here in America. But a lot of the splits came through the methodology, came through the ways. A lot of us couldn't agree on the ways that these goals were going to be accomplished, that we were going to obtain such lofty means and measures. So the splits came about, and in some instances, they were necessary. The being under the current leaderships that we had and things of that nature were leaving a lot to be desired. And a lot of people at that particular time were unhappy. If you have people that are unhappy, if you have people that are hindered in their progress, if you have people that can't really do the work to the best of their ability, then it stagnates the movement. It brings everything to a standstill. So the splits were necessary. It doesn't mean that unity can't be had. I enjoyed the program that our counterparts in the People's New Black Panther Party had on yesterday when they were talking about unity, and it was some very great solutions, ideas, opinions, comments. I think all of them, a lot of, for the most part, the, the uh, section that I heard, I thought a lot of them were well thought out, very insightful. And it just, the, the point that I was trying to make when I had an opportunity to speak, and shout out to the People's New Black Panther Party for letting the brothers speak, you know, for really trying to practice this unity, was the fact that we don't have ideological differences, that our differences are just differences in methodology, that our differences are in ways that we want to accomplish these lofty goals and these noble aims. So unity can be had, but we have to get off of this egotistical, narcissistic, macho bull stuff thinking that our formation is the only right formation and that we're going to usher in this new era of freedom, equality, and liberation by ourselves. It's not going to happen. It's unrealistic, brothers and sisters. I'm just one to tell you it's unrealistic. And when you find you, most of the splits coming about, it's because of this. It's because of the methods. So I was trying to give a few minutes for us to come in, and there again, it's your, it's your brother, Chairman Yanga, People's Black Panther Party, Independent Talk Radio, and this is our program. This isn't my program. This isn't my party's program. This is the people's program. So at any time, press one. We acknowledge you. You can come in. You give your comments, opinions. You don't always have to agree with what I'm saying. This is how we're going to get things done, is an exchange of ideas and sharing back and forth. Those splits and factions. Let's get to what I think that everyone wants to hear. And what I think, like I said there again, what I think is absolutely necessary to understand for the reasoning, for the sake of unity and unifying and bringing us together. What caused a split? How did it all begin when there was one new Black Panther Party formation first started out by our brother Aaron Michaels, who founded it, one of the founders, I'm honored to say, is my national chief of staff, Brother uh, War, 
it is a pleasure to have the brother, one of the original founders of the New Black Panther Party, serving with me. Um, and then to eventually to come under the leadership of our great black power general, Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad, who led us into a mighty era. And after, <clears throat> after our losing Dr. Khalid Muhammad, his transition is returning to the ancestors. We then went under the leadership of our noble chairman at that particular time, Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz, who had, in my opinion, as serving up under him, a pretty successful run of the party. I personally didn't have any problems. I may have sometimes disagree like any member does, disagree with some of the directions and would like to see it do this way and do that way. But for the most part, it was a pretty stable party, a pretty well-run, well-organized party under Dr. Zulu Shabazz. And Dr. Zulu Shabazz, uh, at this time, I guess, was called to do different things. That's, that's, that's what happens to us as men in our journey, sometimes we move on to different things. I don't think he ever left the party, but he he abdicated his position as national chair. And some of the membership, when his leaving his position as national chair, were concerned. They wanted to know what this looked like for the party. What did this spell out? What did this mean? What direction are we going to go in? What is the central committee going to look like? And there was a split. That was the first split. Some people felt like we should go by the thing that since our um, chief of staff then was Brother Hashim and Zinga, that he should naturally move up to the chairman position. There was a faction that said that this is the natural progression of things. This is how it should be done. This is, you know, and anything else is just BS. And there were those of us, and I have to say what side I was on, those, there were those of us that were calling for an election of new National Central Committee members. We felt like that without the guidance of Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz, that it was going to go haywire. We had started to see, in our opinion, those of us that wanted elections, we had started to see where some of the National Central Committee, we felt like at that particular time, wasn't representing us in the best manner, that the party would really go to pieces if the same people just moved up a chair. And this is not, to um, Brother Hashim and Zayn did not include him. It was nothing personal. It's just was, you know, it's not to say the service, not to discredit the services he had put in, not to discredit the time that he had spent studying with uh, Dr. Khalid Abdul-Muhammad, which I'm sure was invaluable being up on him. It's not to discredit his uh, sacrifices and his commitment to the party. But it was saying that the people, if we are for the people, the people want an opportunity to elect their leadership. At one point in the time, this idea was accepted by uh, our dear brother Malik Zulu, Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz. The idea was accepted. And I don't know what happened within the period of a couple of days. The, the next thing that happened to us on a national conference call, on a conference call, was that the idea was rejected. He had stepped back in as the chairman after abdicating that seat, leaving that seat, had stepped back in as a chairman and declared martial law. Now, to some of us, that didn't sit well. For a revolutionary organization that claims to want the freedom of the masses of people, to allow the people 
the right to choose their leadership and to be self-determinist people with people to choose their own destiny and destination to declare martial law. That didn't sit right with us. So under at that particular time, under the leadership, and I say good leadership at that particular time, of our dear sister Crystal Muhammad, who rallied together the troops, made the calls, the necessary calls that needed to be made, encouraged who needed to be encouraged, motivated who needed to be motivated. She and I spent countless hours discussing. Her and Chairman Kahar spent countless hours discussing, and I can only imagine, <laughs> excuse me, brothers and sisters, I'm in this northern weather and a cold's trying to come on me. <clears throat> I can only imagine how many other brothers and sisters that she called and talked to and to formulate because many of us were disgusted. Not only were we not looking at a split or thinking about a split, many people were thinking about and contemplating leaving the formation completely. But Sister Muhammad, despite the odds, and this is one of the reasons I have a tremendous respect for Sister Muhammad, at this particular time when it was unheard of for a sister to take the charge in such a manner, for a sister to have the gumption and the gall the fortitude and the perseverance to say this is not going down and to have the character of leadership, the leadership character, to rally people around that particular leadership was, to me, very impressive, very impressive. So she rallied around the leadership. One of the, one of the dynamic workers that we had at that particular time was our brother Fahim, <clears throat> Fahim Ali. Our dear brother Fahim Ali, who I believe was the chairman of Miami, Florida, at this particular time. And Fahim has since then returned to the ancestors, and Fahim was a Muslim, so from Allah we come to Allah we return. Our dear brother Fahim Ali, they sat and we sat, and the Declaration of Freedom was drafted. The Declaration of Freedom was drafted. And the Declaration of Freedom, and later on, if someone calls out and would like for it to be read, I have it, was stating how we declared our freedom, how we disagreed with the martial law, how we wanted the right to practice democratic centralism, African democratic centralism. We wanted the right to elect our leaders. We wanted the right to, uh, to elect our representation. And we were fortunate enough <clears throat> under this leadership to call a summit, to call a um, convention in Atlanta, Georgia, I believe, what was it, so December, December the 13th, 9th, uh, 2013. We had a summit, and at this summit, a new central committee was elected. And we still called ourselves the people, black. I mean, the new Black Panther Party. And we felt like that we were the new Black Panther Party. And I'm going to tell you, we were gung-ho. I'm not saying that everything we said was right at that particular time. It was a conflict. We felt like we were the real party and they were outlaws and this and that. And it was a lot of back and forth. The first, okay. The election on the 1st of December, 2015, 13, 2013. The 1st of December, 2013, we had the election. And like I said, there was some back and forth. 
We felt like that we were the right party. They were the outlaws that the Central Committee of the the New Black Panther Party under the leadership of um, their sister chair, Crystal Muhammad, was the elected, was the official, rightly elected Central Committee by the people. You couldn't tell us anything. That was what we believed and what we held to. And we built on that. And we built from that standpoint. So that was the first split. That was the first factualization. Chairperson Hashim Hashim had been named chair of the New Black Panther Party. We had elected Crystal Muhammad, chair of the New Black Panther Party. So that was our very first. Um, that was our, our that was our very first. I'm sorry. So that was our very first splitting. After my computer's mess. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the facts, and my computer is there. You go. And like I said, we were enthusiastic. We thought we were doing the right thing. And sometimes enthusiasm leads to not the best not the best diplomacy. Sometimes you say things and do things. I've said things and, and done things and looked at the way that I've treated some of the members back then. I'm looking at those four years ago. Was it 14, 15, yeah, those four years ago. That in my wisdom and maturity now that I wish that I would have done different. But it is what it, it is what it is. And it happened. So that was the first split. And we built. We had our our first national our first uh convention there being in Atlanta, Georgia. We had under the leadership of Sister Mohammed, we had a uh we had under the leadership under the leadership of Sister Mohammed, we had um a newspaper. We had a uh we had our, our annual convention, a national convention in um, Texas. I believe it was Dallas, Texas at this particular time. We had it in Dallas, Texas. So under that leadership, there were some progressions being made. And some things happened. Now time for the third split. What happened in our, in our third split? Our third split came about was, unfortunately, there again, as we do as leadership, there was a disagreement or some things that transpired within the party that 2014, some things had happened within the party that we didn't particularly agree with, Sister Muhammad didn't particularly agree with, and it caused another split. And it caused another split. And Sister Muhammad uh, left the party, took some members with her, and that was, and, and, you know, so then you had three new Black Panther Party parties. <laughs> so we, at this point, this is how far gone in our thing we are. We got three new Black Panther Party parties going on. And the masses of people are confused. Who is the party? Sister Muhammad had left and took some members with her. She was a new Black Panther Party. We had a new Black Panther Party under the leadership of um, Chairman Hashim Nzinga, and we refused to name a chair. So our Black, our new Black Panther Party was ran by the Central Committee. At this particular time, I believe I was a national spokesman, and so we operated for months like that without a national chair. We felt like that that position should remain open should Sister Muhammad have a change of heart, want to come back, 
or whatever, you know, and we'd be able to hash these things out. And we weren't quick to rush and put someone in that position, though we had many ample qualified comrades, I felt like at that time, that could have held that chair position. Everyone was very cautious because we understand that that chairman seat holds weight. I didn't quite understand it as much as I do now, how much weight that seat holds. But but it holds that weight. And so as much progressed and time went on, we still were doing our thing. We eventually, the Central Committee, when I say we, eventually decided to elect Chairman Kahar as our national chairman. We elected Chairman Kahar, our national chairman, I believe it was, let me see, let me go to my notes here so I can give you the date on that. Um, Chairman Kahar was elected our national chairman on January on January twenty first, fifteen. Wait a minute. Two more. Yeah. January no seventeen. January seventh eighteenth, twenty He was elected our national chair. And Chairman Kaha, along with the Central Committee, decided that there was too many new Black Panther parties. We got three new Black Panther parties. And Chairman Kahal being a Panther from the third development, who many people call the original Panthers, said there's too many new Black Panther parties. Who are we here to serve? We are here to serve the people. The Central Committee clamored about it, thought about it, and they called Chairman the People's Chairman in Cleveland. We began to call Chairman Carter the People's Chairman in Cleveland. Hence, the People's New Black Panther Party was born on the 21st of January 2015. So now you got the New Black Panther Party Chairman Hashim Nzinga, the New Black Panther Party Chairperson uh, Crystal Muhammad, and the People's New Black Panther Party Chairperson um, Chairman Kaha, Chairman Chairman Kaha being the leader. Then these are the three. These are the three factualizations. This is where the split comes. The split was purely methodological, on methodology, not on ideology. None of us ever disagreed on our goals and our objectives. We just could not agree on how to reach and obtain those, and the particular way that these particular leadership was trying to obtain. It was nothing. It was never nothing personal. It was never not meant to turn out like this things you see now. What's happening now, and this is not a shout-out to our newer brothers and sisters who are coming in. I encourage the influx of new people coming in, but you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. And most of us who have been veterans in this thing, 10 years and better, and know one another and serve one another, actually talk to one another and have a respect for one another. I respect Chairman Hashim Nzinga. He's in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. I've served under Chairman Hashim Nzinga when he was chief of staff, Hashim Nzinga. I was Sean Kwali's chief of staff. I respect Sean Kwali. I respect Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz. I served with Sister Crystal Muhammad. I can go on the Facebook and show you the pictures, and we were in the trenches together. 
hunting for the killer of our dear brother, Fahim Ali. I know this sister. Not Facebook know the sister. I know the sister. I know Colonel Omuwale, Baba Omuwalamu. And I'm not going to tell you what we called him before he was Colonel Omuwalamu, but I knew before he had taken the name Colonel Omuwalamu. I've had a healthy respect for Colonel Omuwalamu. But it's this newness that comes in that hasn't went through the political education, that doesn't understand really what it means to be unified, that doesn't have a healthy respect for their comrades, that in my opinion, of course, a lot of the conflict comes in. And you can press one and hit your lines if you have any questions about what I said. I want to challenge what I said. I have the paperwork. I have dates. The blessed part about me, I'm going to be honest, in starting the People's Black Panther Party was the Minister of Justice came with me, so I got all the paperwork. <laughs> I have to date. And nowhere in the paperwork do you see personal attacks. Do you see the slander of these national leaders? We disagreed with the methodology. We disagreed with the methodology. So factionalization or partisanship, partisanship is not always a bad thing. Me personally, I'm going to be honest, I never see the day where there would be one Panther Party. I don't see it. One path of coalition, yes. One path of Congress, yes. One path of uh, collaboration, yes. But not one path of party. And it's okay. You have to accept the fact that it's okay. Study revolution. For those of us that are students of revolution, do you think the Cuban revolution was won by one revolutionary party? Fidel was elected the leader of the Nationalist Front, of that Cuban Revolutionary Front. He was elected the leader, but there were other parties that made up the Revolutionary Action Movement in Cuba. And that's absolutely fine. So this is what you see here happening. Fine. We, as the national leaders, and those soldiers listening, I hope that you take this and take it in your heart and take it for real and digest it. Go back to your national leaders. First, get your studies. Then go back to your national leaders. Follow their guidance and let them know that you understand that it's okay that you separate and that there is a healthy working relationship between the other leaders. I talked to Sister Muhammad three days ago. She and I laughed and chopped it up. I had a soldier that had an issue going down. One of our soldiers called me the morning to inform me. Thankfully, I had spoken to my minister, but one of our soldiers had called me to inform me that there was an issue with Sister Muhammad on the line because she was the only one with my number. We, we already work together in a unity and a unity and alliance, but it's brothers and sisters coming in who are not ready to pay their dues, who want this, who want this limelight, who want to be acknowledged. 
who wants some recognition, who wants some fame, and they don't want to get it by paying their dues, by standing posts, by selling the papers, by establishing programs, by getting in the community and, and being known amongst the masses of people. They want to get it for knowing to be going after other formations. Sit down some damn way. Sit down, new boots. And we were all new at one time, so this is not a slander about new boots. We were all new at one time. But if we take anything from the leadership that preceded us, take the discipline. If I don't, I didn't always care for the leadership that I was under. I didn't always care for the direction that Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz was taking us in. But one thing I've always had a healthy respect for Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz is he instilled discipline. He was a disciplinarian. He instilled discipline. When Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz came to your chapter, your chapter should have been disciplined. It wasn't a free fall that we see now. Everybody wasn't all over the place. If you didn't learn anything from that, if you don't take anything from Chairman Hashim Nzinga, who was up under Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz, who were both up under the Honorable Dr. Khaled Abdul-Mohamed, take from that discipline. I'm from Cleveland. I had the pleasure of being up there when Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad came up, came up with Gene Ame. And we had some soldiers. And let me tell you about this bad brother here. We had a soldier. And I wasn't even a part of the party at this particular time that a sister brought complaints against to Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. And Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad checked that soldier in a, in, in a serious way. In a serious way. The man didn't play. You were on your P's and your Q's. No, I don't always agree with the direction that our chairperson, Sister Crystal Muhammad, took us in. But if anything I've learned from my dear sister, Sister Muhammad, is perseverance, strength of character, the ability to see it through. One of her favorite sayings that she says always, she used to say to us, claim no easy victories and tell no lies. She didn't lie to us. She didn't tell us it was going to be easy. And she led the charge. I admire that black woman in a time where I love being a part of history, being able to elect. And I did, and I sided with that side. Now I'm saying, look on the Declaration of Freedom. You'll find Yang and Kruma signing it, chairman of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I signed it. And I backed that sister. And I was honored to be amongst the first to set a national, to set a, a historic president by in any Panther formation in this time and the original formation to elect the first woman to a chair position. I'm honored to have been able to participate in that. So you will find amongst us Veterans who have served and done the work. When we had our convention in Dallas, one of the things she told me, she said, brother, I slept on the floor. No mattress, no, I put my coat over my head and slept to protect our chairperson, to hold my post, to protect our dear sister Crystal Muhammad. And if need be, would do it again as a chairman. 
we don't, us who have served together, who have felt a love for the masses of people, who have dedicated our time, our money, our blood sacrifice to this thing, don't get into foolishness of going back and forth about formation. And people are screaming unity. Unify on what? Before you can unify with other people, you must have that unity in yourself. When I look at the back and forth that are going on, there's something going on with us as individual in, in our individual selves as Africans here in America. So how are we going to unify? What does this unity look like? Unify on what? Because we share, like I said, the same ideology, which is simply a belief. We share the same beliefs, especially those of us that are in parental formation. We share the same 10-point platform, the same nine local objectives. Hell, let's be honest. In many instances, we read out the same manual. Look in your manual. For those of you that have manuals, you probably still got Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad. In the back, Rahim Ta'ala. May Allah have mercy upon him. You probably still got the history of Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz in the back of your manual. A lot of us are reading from the same exact manuals. So unify on what? See what you have to ask yourself. And why? And I start to begin to question, why the unification? Why do some of these people want to unify? When I see what their formations are going when I see them destroying their own formation. How do you want to call me to unify with me and you're destroying your own formation? Are you in good standing? See, before a soldier can call me to unify, I need to talk to your national leadership. I need to know you're in good standing. I need to speak with Sister Mohammed. I have a number. I need to speak with Chairman Hashim, or at the very least, his chief of staff, Brother Sean Kwali. We have their numbers. So rap to him to find out if you're in good standing. Or are you someone just going around spreading havoc and chaos? It's okay. It's okay to have different formations. As long as we're working towards the same thing. As long as we're working towards the same thing, it's okay. That's why I say I have to question where this unity idea is coming from. Do some of us want to set ourselves up as leaders over others? What does this unity look like? It's hard to get in my formation now. I've been in it too long. So my formation isn't the low, one of the largest out there. I've been doing this too long. So it's hard to get with the People's Black Panther Party. I'll hold you upside down and shake it out your pockets. And I would encourage those other national leaders out there, man, you might want to increase the screening process. Not just the national leaders, those true soldiers out there. There's a lot of you new soldiers who are sincere, who are dedicated, who are committed to their struggle, who mean good, whose intentions are good and pure. But because of the rhetoric, the sensationalism, the back and forth, you're being turned off. You're being discouraged. It's sickening. It's disheartening. It makes you not want to participate in the struggle. 
I want to be a part of. So I understand that. This is Chairman Yanger, People's Black Panther Party. Our lines up. Get our lines up. I see a lot of people listening. Press one if you like to say something, if you like to disagree, if you like to add your comment, if you like to tell me what you think happened, why we split. Tell me what you heard. I'm sure a lot of you heard a lot of things. Tell me why you think it went down. And we can find out. Like I said, I have documents. I can substantiate I was there from the beginning. And the only reason that I decided to speak out tonight and to give that brief history, and I didn't go into a lot of the details, because a lot of the details are for a lot of the soldiers. I don't want to discourage. I don't want to get into the slander of national leaders. I don't want to go back with that Yanga said. This is what a lot of you do. Any opportunity that you have to run and carry a bone or some discouraging information, you take it. A lot of you brothers and sisters are missing out on a payday opportunity. You should go to the government, get you a check. You're missing out. A lot of you are counterproductive, counterrevolutionary, based on facts you know nothing about. So like I said, press one if you disagree. If you have a question about what, what took place, press one, because this is not going to be an issue I address continuously. I'm not always going to do this, but I needed to clear the air because I see some people are running with misinformation and the wrong information, and then I see a lot of sincere people really clamoring and calling, if you don't know what happened, if you don't know why there's partisanship, if you don't know why there's factualization, if you don't know why there was a division in the party, then it's going to be hard to call for that unity because the division isn't based on our belief system. All of us still believe the same way. My sister chair, Crystal Muhammad, is a bold, beautiful black woman who believes in empowering African people. This I know, serve with her. My brother, Colonel Omu Walamu, Baba Omu Walamu, chairman of the People's New Black Panther Party, is a bold, powerful black leader. This I know. I've served with him. Chairman Hashim Nzinga, a bold, powerful black man. This I know. Why? I've served with him. I've served with him. So, it's not a question of their belief or their ideology or their lack of concern or caring for the people, but the methodology. It's the method. Couldn't agree on the methodology. Allow us to come together. One thing we will say about this European, man, this, 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 this European, he will agree in his partisanship and in his uh, in his disagreeing on, on, on politics, he will agree on one thing, and that is the structure to maintain the integrity and structure of that racist constitution and the operation of this oppressive capitalist system named the United States of America. He will agree upon that. He has a structure in place that says what you should and shouldn't do. This is how it should operate. 
and he has enforcement of repression. He has police, military to enforce that legislation, rules, and regulations. He has them. He can come together on that. So though we may be divided in the party formation, we are not divided ideologically or belief-wise or philosophically. We are not divided. So why can we sit down and form and frame a black nationalist constitution for the betterment and upliftment of African people in America and all agree to hold to that the legislative body and principle and all agree to dedicate our forces or dedicate our soldiers to the enforcement of that document. It doesn't have to be such a big difference in separation between us. But those people with ulterior motives, those people who have weaseled and snaked in amongst your rank, the ones whispering in your ear, the ones telling you to dislike another formation, not out of any real revolutionary substance, but out of personal issues, is the one you need to watch. But since you're so blinded, since you just came out of the streets and you haven't been revolutionized, you haven't changed your mentality, you're still banging. That's what you're doing, banging. You're still doing your little fraternity thing, all that foolishness, that even when someone in your formation is wrong, and dead wrong. You don't have enough gut to step to them and tell them that is wrong thinking. It's counterproductive, counterrevolutionary. This is why we can't be united. Do you want to know why we can't be united? It's not because we have different leadership. It's because we're not checking the individuals in our formations who are spreading the dissension and division. For the sake of what? Clickism. You've given over your revolutionary understanding to clickism because you wear the same patch. Because we up under this, dog, we the so-and-sos. You scream unity on the surface, but deep down, if you allow your brother to operate in depravity, if you allow your brother to operate out of a sense of jealousy and hate and envy or just outright evilness, Towards other comrades, you're not serving not only that brother, not only you're doing that brother or sister a disservice, but the whole of African masses of people. That's it. So my line is open. I told you this is not going to be a forever thing. I just wanted an opportunity for people to know the true history of how it went down. And then again, like I said, press one if you like to say anything. If you like to know what transpired or what took place. Why we felt the need to do what we had done. Was it out of malice? Was it malicious intent? Did we try to be disruptive in the movement? Did we try to usurp anyone? Did we try to stagnate or hinder revolutionary progression, advancement 
of African people in America. This is your radio program, brothers and sisters. And I want the air to be clear. Since it's such this great, what's the word I'm looking for, since it's this movement of unity and unification, I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm hearing a lot of that now. I'm seeing the posts of people asking, why can't we be unified? Why can't there be one path of formation? What's going on with that? And I can tell you why. Methodology. It's that simple. It's no big secret to it. But will we allow this to stop us from doing what we have to do? Will we allow this to stop us from doing what we have to do? Coming together, moving forward, getting the job done. That's the question that should be asked. So let's go back to this question. Let's talk about the second part. What does this unity look like, brothers and sisters? What are you asking for in your unification? Why do you want to unify? Questions behind the unity. What are we going to get done if we unify? See, I need to know what unity means because I am so big and stuck on how I perceive that my little party or this party will particularly, the People's Black Panther Party, is a political, a political defense, self-determinist party. Some of you may not agree with that. Are you sure you want to unify with me? I hear a lot of you say that you don't agree with politics. So are you sure that you want to unify with me? Some of your formation, I don't necessarily agree with in the method that things are done. So my unifying with you, what exactly does that mean? What do I have to contribute in? I don't feel like, me personally, I don't feel like that we do enough as in a way of political education, getting a certain class. I'm not big on, and this is why I have to, have to get a defense department, I'm not super, super big on the super survivalist thing. I believe in defending myself, but I believe that African people here in America have been surviving since we brought here. And I don't believe in fear attacks. I don't want to tell all my membership, prepare to survive, prepare to survive, prepare to survive. Prepare to thrive. Victory has assured us. So the same way that we're preparing for the revolutionary transition period, that's what I call, what you guys call survival program, I call revolutionary transitional period. So we have to prepare for this revolutionary transitional period and then the rebuilding afterwards. And the rebuilding afterwards. So are we dedicated to rebuilding? So what does this unity look like? This is what, this is what, that I'm on. So we go, let me close it because I'm trying to multitask. We're trying to work and hold the radio program. The work of a revolutionary is never done. So to go back, like I said, I'm not going to be labeled the issue of 
belong the issue, prolong the issue. It is what it is. The split came how the split came. You're more than welcome. I saw a lot of people saying they were going to chime in. I guess the truth must have, they must have felt like the truth was going to intimidate them or either incriminate them. Here's their opportunity to ask the questions that they wanted to know. Now, I don't want to see you running back on Facebook. You look back and forth. When you have it from someone who was there, and I've just been informed that I have another one of my chief is on the line that can substantiate anything I'm saying and back up anything I'm saying. So here's your opportunity. If you're on the line and you know someone in the formation that has been talking, too many splits, this would happen this way. Tell them to call in. Here's the opportunity. We're landing on the line all right now. But no, we'll rather go back. We're going to get back in our little chat groups. We're going to do the little back and forth thing again. We don't want progression. We say unity, but we don't want unity when it's provided, when an opportunity is provided to start to unify, when an opportunity is provided to start to bash the praise out of falsehood, when the opportunity is provided to dispel misinformation. We don't jump on it. Green unity. I would have thought the lines would have been Right now, I see a lot of people listening. I don't see a lot of ones. Got some listeners. I'm looking at it. But I don't see the questions being asked. And I hope, for the sake of revolutionary love, that these won't be the same people that run back and have a million and one things to say. See, my phone, you hear my phone in the background beeping and chiming. That's my Facebook notification. So somewhere it's being talked about. My phone ain't beeped and chimed this much and I don't know how long. So somewhere this is being discussed. But it's being discussed everywhere but where it should be discussed is with the people who know. I'm willing to guarantee half the people discussing this now don't know what the hell they're talking about. Couldn't tell you in the first place what happened, what went down. What took place? Declaration of freedom from the first conference in Atlanta, Georgia, to the forming of the people's new Black Panther Party. Here's an opportunity, and all y'all in some formation. You don't want to know how your formation got started? Oh, that's right, that clickism, my bad. My bad, don't let me step on no toes. Truth is too real. Nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to hear how their formation got started. We're comfortable. We're comfortable. But you want to unify. If I belonged to my formation and I wasn't the chair and someone told me you have an opportunity to find out how the People's Black Panther Party got started, who this Yang and Krum is, I'd listen in. And if I didn't believe them or disagree with them, I'd challenge it. You want to hide behind your monitors and your screens, your telephones and your inboxes and talk smack and trash. Keep perpetuating the lies and deception that's causing the, that's causing the disharmony 
that's stopping the very thing that you're calling for, and that's unity. You can't unify on falsehood. You can't unify on falsehood. But you don't want to get on the phone. Maybe you don't want to listen to the radio program or you haven't listened. You're not going to call in because you don't want me to see your number, but you'll go back and listen to it on Internet later to see if I said something and then have a discussion. Come on, man, for real. But we're going to free and advance African people in America. How? And we can't even be real with one another. Don't care about you calling in or what formation you belong to. Here I'm offering you an opportunity to get to the bottom of some things. I'm making that effort towards unification. Me, Chairman Yang and Kruber, People's Black Panther Party has made the first, in my opinion, substantial step, the first realistic step to unification by clearing the air. And I don't see not quite soldier on here having something to say, comment, opinion, or question. But you want unity. But you want unity. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go to our phone lines. Because I don't want to have to keep talking about this thing. 937-7590. Your line is open. Black Power, brother. Black Power. This is Brother Donald from Dayton, man. I've, I've been listening to you, um, and I, I, uh, I'm with Crystal's formation, and uh, uh, I was on, already on point with everything you said. I have no arguments with what you're saying. I, I have a question, though, um, as far as uh, the Republic of New Africa is concerned, the, the PGRNA. Are you guys affiliated? Is your formation uh, yes, affiliated? Yes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sworn citizen and a first lieutenant in the Black Legion. Okay, okay. Well, I'm in the Black Legion also. So you under you under uh, Rashid Enrico. Yes. Uh, well, I think General Rashid is um, has been moved to the the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, and that I think now right. the, the the Legion is under General Rico. Right, right. Okay, okay. That's that's all mm-hmm. I wanted to know, man. I, I wanted. Man, to... but brother, thank you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. coming in. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Now that, I feel like a brother has made another effort to step in. And by the way, free the land, brother. That a brother has made an effort. Yeah, because it's been been a lot of confusion, you know. um, and, And then, you know, people who are not affiliated with the party, oftentimes I get a lot of questions, um, you know, just from people in the black community who, who, uh, you know, they read stuff on Facebook and then they come back and uh, accuse me of not being in the real party and, and different things of that nature. So I think, uh, you know, I honor and respect you, man, for for doing this, what you're doing, man. Cause I, and, and the way you put it down, like, you know, we can be in different formations and, and still be on the, on the same mission. I think that's beautiful, man. I think you still... You should continue to uh, promote that, man, because, you know, I've, I've, actually, I've actually got a couple of messages from brothers in, in other formations saying to me, 
um, why don't you come and join the real Black Panther Party and things of that nature, man. So um, I just want to give you a shout-out, man, and say I respect what you're doing, brother. Man, I appreciate like that, brother. And that's, and that's received. And, and let me tell you, brother, you're absolutely right on the, right, right on the money in, in what you're saying and, and, and how you captured my sentiment exactly. I feel like you can be a different formations. Like I said, ours isn't a, ours isn't a disagreement of ideology, of methodology. Right. I've had an opportunity to serve with your chairperson. I think she's a dynamic sister. I mean, I've served with her closely. If nothing else, like I tell you, from each formation, I've taken something. If I haven't from Chair Muhammad, Sister Muhammad, it's her perseverance, her fortitude, her commitment to service for the people and being on that front line. I see this sister get up. I've seen the sister sacrifice personally, her vehicle, her money. I'm telling you, right. those of us have been around know exactly what I'm talking about. So we take everything from, you know, a revolutionary who believes in revolutionary love will take all of those goods. And when we take all the goods, we realize that, you know what, the good of this sister, the good of Sister Chair Muhammad, outweighs any methodological disagreement I could possibly have with her. And like I said, I spoke to the sister like three days ago. Sister Strong and Encouraged, we had to speak on some other foolishness. And this is what, you know, inspired me to do this call because some other foolishness had come up. And she and I had to, she had to find out was it was this, was this one particular person with me or what this and that, and she and I had to speak along those lines. Right. So it's always I think that what people don't understand, and especially a lot of the soldiers, don't understand that a lot of us national leaders still communicate. Right. We still we service together. We've been in this thing ten years plus together. We've slept on floors together, ate out of the same place together, rode in the same cars cross country together. Stood toe-to-toe, shoulder-to-shoulder, get some crackers together. Right. So, you know, right on, you tell them that you are part of a real formation. Right, so right. Ask That's them what makes their Panther Party any more real, because truth of the matter is, in that, in the split of that, I voted for Sister Muhammad as the chair. So you ask them what makes your formation any more real than Sister Crystal Muhammad's formation. I would like to know. Right, right. And when you find that out, Brother Donald, please contact me and let me know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that's that's sure real good. And that, that's encouraging, man. I, I I really admire what you're doing, man. I was in on the on the, the messenger post when some things were being discussed, man. And I, you know, I, I made up my mind that I was going to call in and listen to what you had to say, man. Because, um, you know, that has been a source of of confusion for a lot of people, man. And I was reading some stuff on about a week ago, and uh, it just messed me up, man, because, you know, some of that type of negativity, man, that's, uh, that the white man wants uh, amongst us, they want to keep us divided, you know what I'm saying? And it's too crucial Absolutely. time in, in America, man, for us to be fucked up like that. Excuse me. Brother, brother Donna, you tell them, listen, you tell them, your time for that is over. We had a program, say, Brother Chairman Yanger had a program that you had ample opportunity to discuss all of that trash that you're discussing there. And he was going to bring the proofs and evidence. A lot of these people talking, Brother, have no idea, no clue what took place. 
So we have to judge their intentions and their motives. That's why I'm not so quick to run and jump and unify with them, because what are your intentions and your motive, your motivation behind screaming for unity? Are you trying to destroy progressive black organizations? Most of those brothers right. talking don't know Sister Crystal Muhammad. They don't know Brother Hashim Aziga. They damn sure don't know me. They don't know, really know Colonel Omuwalamu. These are people who are looking for limelight, some type of sensationalism, some type of recognition, and they think it's like battle rap. You know how the one rapper got to go after another rapper, and that's how they get their recognition? Right, right. You know, and not knowing the detriment that they're causing to the movement. But they would exactly. rather be on their monitors now. They'd rather be just like now this radio program is being discussed. But no one has the gumption. That's why I really appreciate your call, brother, because out of these formations, I'm sure it's being discussed amongst the various formations and members in the various formations, but none of them had the gall. None of them had the courage to come on and listen to see what was said, and if they felt offended by what I said, the courage to stand up to challenge that. They'd rather talk in their shadows. You know, they'd rather get behind their monitors and whisper. What is their purpose? You have to ask yourself, what what is your purpose? What is your intention? What are you trying to accomplish? Right. Yeah, that's all counterproductive, man. And you know, the, the you know the white man is, is watching and listening in, man, and, and basically laughing at us, man. Like, you know, them these niggas can't even come together, man. So, I, I think this was really powerful, brother. I really do. I wish somebody, you know, other people would chime in, man, and 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 let's get the discussion started. You know what I'm saying? Right on, brother. And I and I definitely thank you. Like I said, I thank you for chiming in. I thank you for being a brother who is really trying to reach across the partisan lines, to reach across the lines of the formations, to establish some solid, substantial unity. That, now you're a brother that I can talk to. There's people on the line and they're listening, and there's even more people not on the lines and not listening but having their own discussion because their revolutionary love, that sincerity, you know, and I'm not one to all, I don't like to question other human beings' hearts, but that revolutionary love and sincerity is questionable to me because here you have an opportunity for unity. Here you have an opportunity to address some issues, whether they be praise or grievances and concerns. You have that opportunity. You have that floor. But they rather, they're more devoted and committed to clickism than to the masses of the people. They're more devoted to their party than the well-being of the people. Even if they know that they have members spreading that garbage within their parties, and and, and that garbage that they're spreading can be validated. It can be verified. But they'll run with it. So later for them, what unity could you possibly be talking about? Right, exactly, exactly. I see. I, I'm that, disappointed. Bro. I'm disappointed in the formations. I came on the show last night. Spread. I'm disappointed not to hear anybody from that particular formation coming on saying, "You know what? Yeah, let's try to unify this clickism." Right. But I do things to show my party members that 
it will never be said that Chairman Yanger has not reached across the board. So my party can stand up proud say, hey, our chairman has been above and beyond. He's done everything short but kiss your butts. And our chairman is not a butt kisser. We definitely, so we definitely do it. And this is why I do the things I do, so that my party will have the confidence to know that we're trying to make these amends, that we're trying to unify, but we're not going to unify on foolishness, and we're not going to unify for namesake alone. When I know that in these various formations, there are snakes and lizards, very unclean things, slithering things within these formations. That brother that I warn you to be mindful of these people coming against your formation, whispering in your ear, just ask them what's anything. You don't even have to be angry. Just ask them, what are your intentions? Do you know my chairperson? Do you know any of these people you're talking about? And I'm willing to guarantee you that half the people that's in your ear trying to recruit you to their formation are lizards. Let me tell you something, brother, why I don't go in other formations and recruit. Because I don't want you if I can flip you like that. When you get in my formation, what's going to happen? If I can pull you out of a progressive organization, if I can pull you away from Sister Muhammad, I don't want you like that. I don't want to fish within other formations. That's the most ridiculous damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. These Negroes in formations trying to pull people out of these formations and then be hollering about damn units. Right. You have to be careful. This revolution thing has been taken for a game of farce. These individuals are playing a game. This is how, in many instances, they were lanes before the revolution. Let me tell you something. I have never had to hang with so many lanes until I became in the movement as deeply involved as that because they hide behind the cat. They haven't changed their morals or their ethics. They haven't raised their standards. Once we become a parent and pin that cat on us, we should start the progress of the death of the nigger inside of us. That's right, man. That That's nigga right. inside of us should start to wither away daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, yearly, until all traces of that Negro, that nigga inside of us is gone. And their replace is a revolutionary. And what is a revolutionary? A revolutionary is compassionate, full of love. The revolutionary is a humanitarian. The revolutionary is an egalitarian. That's this right. This is That's what right. happens when we really start to embody the revolution, but most of these people pin on the cats and put the berets on and the patches and have more niggerism in them. The nigger is right, right. inside of them, and it's found yes, another sir. outlet for its nigger poison called the movement. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's you know almost like they'll it, tell it, you yes. that they don't mess with mm-hmm. brother Hashim and Zinger, but why? Right. I know why. I don't follow that formation, but why? They'll tell you yeah. they don't mess with Colonel Babu over Wallamu, but why? I know why I don't fall under that leadership, but why do you? And if you can't substantiate yeah. it, then what are you trying to accomplish by spreading the poison? The partisanship, like I said, here, an opportunity to hear the truth from someone who was there 
from the inception, from the Declaration of Freedom, from the time that we elected, I did Sister Chairwoman Crystal Muhammad into office as the first woman national chair up until the time that we founded the People's New Black Panther Party into this time, and I don't see any of those Negroes on the line. If you're on the line, call in, check in, roll call. No, no, we here, brother. We're at the very least listening to see what you have to say. But I don't see them checking in, roll calling, saying they have to see what I have to say. But tomorrow in the chat groups, I'll see them chatting about this conversation. Oh, that nigga don't know what he's talking about. Oh, that nigga this and that nigga. As if they was there. Right. So I really appreciate you coming representing for the new Black Panther Party under the leadership of Chair Christopher Muhammad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I can't I really stay, man. I got that, to. I got to go clock in, man. But uh, I just yes, wanted sir, to. I just wanted to reach out to you, brother, before I got off the line, man. Because I think. Yes, sir. And I thank right you for now. doing that, brother. It's really powerful. Yes, sir, brother. So you have a cool yes, brother, sir, black, black power team. Yes, sir, brother. Black power. See, and that's what I'm talking about. We got the brothers reaching across the line, wanting to check in, let them know, yo, we here with you. We feeling you. May not always agree what you say, but the unity thing is real. We're not going to go back off the air and discuss this when we have an opportunity to rap about it now. We can be unified, but we have to be straightforward. We have to be honest. We have to be upright. We have to keep it 120%. Let's go to our phone lines. 269-4469. Your mic is open. Black Power, Brother Chairman, this is your National Minister of Law and Justice. I'm calling in. I am feeling you, brother. I am feeling you. This is something that needs to have been done. And there were several people, even in my new seat, that were talking about this show, but they don't seem to have gotten on. Um I, I don't know whether they feel like they're going to be exposed, but that's not what we're doing. We're on here trying to make some kind of a unit, you know, make question of what do folks see as unity. And you know what? It's like a lot of the new groups that want unity when they really just, like you said, really just don't understand exactly what took place. Um, myself, I think all the factions are a good thing. <laughs> I think it's a good thing because everything can't stay the same. And everything morphs, and it morphs into its own thing. And it's like, well, okay, somebody wants a military unit. Somebody wants a a media unit. Somebody wants this and that. Well, okay. But like you said, there are individuals who really want to be in the limelight. Then you have the new boots, and a lot of the new boots that come on, a lot of them are just looking for – they're looking to be seen, looking to be known. I happen to know a few of them myself. You know, but sound brother, I applaud you, and I, you know, give you all of the respect because nobody even has had the courage to do what you do in Black Power, sir. Black Power, Minister Justin, I thank you for that encouragement. But it's something that had to be done. It's something that had to be done because we're getting these this complete polarization. We're getting to, I'm seeing people scream for unity. And then I'm seeing people who are running back and forth, increasing and encouraging dissension amongst the ranks, amongst the very right. formations. 
That's right. Off of ignorance and misinformation, misleading other new people from coming in, discouraging participation in the movement for self-determination of African people. You discourage people. Well, sir, they're, they're not only discouraged by uh, what is being said, they are discouraged. You, you, you know, Colin uh, Trump Pro 101 states that the first thing an individual provocateur tries to do is take down the leadership, and we've experienced that in so many different facets from individuals who just came in. Uh, also, what we recognize are individuals who take our, uh, they'll take our pictures, they'll take our programs, they'll take a whole lot of these things, and they feed them to other individuals like this is something they've done. But as you said, it was you and I, among other people, who were there at the inception of this thing called the People's New Black Panther Party, and we had to leave all that behind. That means our pages, our phone numbers, our everything, leave that behind in order to be able to keep the integrity of what it is that needs to be done as far as the people are concerned. And, I, again, I applaud you, sir, black power. Black power for the sake of unity. That's what you call for the sake of unity, that we understood that what Chairman Kahar always teaches us, and I'm sure he teaches the other formations, that your skin is your uniform, the path is in you. He always tells the story, and I love it, when he says if his house was on fire and he ran outside naked, they would say, there go a butt-naked panther. So we understood that the uniform and the patches That's didn't right. make us, but that we made the uniforms and the patches. For the sake of so for the sake of unity, we will leave that behind. Yes, we were there at the inception. Yes, we're founders of that. But we wish in all the power, success and prosperity and advancement for the people's new Black Panther Party. We wish them that. I wish them the absolute best from the sincere bottom of my heart. Why am I disappointed with something? Because we scream unity, and here is an opportunity. Actually, and I'm taking a page from their book on the unification thing, and nobody is doing the roll call checking in. Yo, we here from the People's Party. Because a lot of it make, leaves you to wonder, and the question is, is it clickism? Is it clickism? See, don't go back and listen to it on Internet and then have something to say on Facebook the next day when you have an opportunity to address me or you have an opportunity to set the record straight if you feel like I've misrepresented or misinformed the people. Or if you're really down for unity, have an opportunity to say, right on, Brother Chairman Yanger, we're down for unity. That we're not down with the bipartisanship. Yes, we understand yes, that there's different factions. Yes, we understand there's different formations, but we all have the same ideology and philosophy which is self-determination, empowerment, advancement, liberation of African people here in America. We may not agree how we're going to accomplish that, but we all agree that that needs to be accomplished and that we're willing to work together. But when you have these egos involved, when you have these people, these individuals in whatever formation that want to be the cheese, the top cheese, the big cheese, the HNRC, want to be that head nigga in charge. They're fascinated by themselves. They start to believe their own propaganda on Facebook. They look at their image so much, they believe that that shit is real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just letting you know. Telling yourself, and I'm not trying to belittle anyone. I'm just letting you know. Be realistic. When you start to believe that that's real, then you can't reach across the line. Then you're fearful to listen to someone else. You're fearful to let me see your number pop up for fear that I think 
that you support me. I don't think you support me. I know a lot of you Negroes can't stand Chairman Yanger, can't stand the People's Black Panther Party. It's okay. But for the sake of unity, at least say that, Negro, we can't stand you, Yanger. Then we can start to progress from there. Well, why can't you stand me, brother? What have I done to offend you? How can we get along and work it out? What must we do to start to unify, to build together in that area? Because I'm open for that. We have to stop the back room, closed doors, closed sessions, discussing of the other formation, especially amongst the newer recruits who get a misstanding and who come out, when they come out of your closed-door session, your closed-room session, you're in the closet whispering and slandering and hating, that they come out disliking people that they have, they've never met, whom they've never seen. They come out with animosity in their heart towards them, have never had the opportunity to been here. I can justify why I felt the need, along with other members, to found the People's Black Panther Party. Why? Because I've served with those people. Because I've personally served with those people. So I know those people. And I'll tell you again, it was not because of their ideology or because I disliked them personally. It was because of the method that they were trying to achieve things. And I'm a student of Chairman Kahan who taught me another way. And other students of revolution who understood revolution and saw revolution and saw the aspirations, shared the same aspirations and visions and goals and agreed with the methodology through Chairman Kahan and the way that I articulated the methodology to, yes, let's try it this way. Not once did we say because we hate so-and-so or because this happened and that happened. But what is your reason? What is your reason for not being on this line? What is your reason for talking about Chairperson Sister Muhammad or Chairperson Hashim Nzinga or Chairman Colonel Baba Omuwamu? What is your reason? Do you have one? Do you have a legitimate reason? And I'm willing to guarantee that you don't have one, but that you've listened to the whispers, that you've listened to the the slander, to the rumors, and you formulated an opinion from misinformation or disinformation. I told you I got the paperwork. How many of you in the split know about the Declaration of Freedom that was out there? Why the separation? How Sister Muhammad became Chairperson Muhammad. How the People's New Black Panther Party was formed and eventually leading to who had left that formation and started the People's Black Panther Party. How many of you know that, know the history of that? And I told you, I'm not going to come over here and plan to any national leaders. That's not my forte. All power to oppress people. Those national leaders falling amongst oppressed people. So when I say all powers to oppressed people, then I'm sending my salutations and my prayers and my hopes and my aspirations that power will will engulf them and that they will exemplify 
and begin to espouse black power. Let's go to our phone line, 214-4965. I'm going to say, Hello, we can barely hear you, brother. I say, I'm going to start by saying this. This is Brother K. I, uh... I'm just gonna kind of acknowledge, man. You know, the, the 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 facts and the information behind a lot of the splits and everything, man. I ain't never been involved in a split. The same new Black Panther Party I joined is the same new Black Panther Party that I'm still in. You know, the Panther belongs to the people, but the people have to know. No matter what goes on, we all write our histories. Period. You know what I mean? So I believe, like I said, man, this like this is said earlier, the splits or the splits become it, it, it does, it's not a bad thing because if you look at the military, you have the Air Force, you have the Navy, you have the Marines, and you have the different divisions. They all serve a purpose. We must all serve our purpose too. You know what I mean? Because if we all say we for the people then we must deal for the people on that level. And in almost 20 years, the best thing that, that we can do is not just say that we're about unity, but really deal with the masses. And I would love to see the day that all of the Panthers, whether it's the People's Panther, the the new Black Panther, the Panther Panther, whatever, whatever we want to put on that. When push comes to serve, how many, how many of you can really say as a leader that you 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 really built, you really put yourself in a position to build with the leadership for the people? How many of the people who who are in positions of leadership are only there because it gives them something. If you take the uniform off of them, I said it many days, you take the man or the woman out the uniform, a lot of people don't have a life. A lot of people don't yes, have right. nothing. This panther, this panther done made them who they are. It takes them out that spotlight. And this shit ain't did nothing for me. I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't did nothing for me, but made me a target to the U.S. government. But at the same time, I won't, I won't fold, and I'll continue to hold the line because I know why I joined this organization. I know why I chose the bill, and I know why my, what my ultimate intent is. And before it's all said and done, all of you leaders and all of those who follow you will have to sit at the table and break bread if you say you rep this thing for the people. And you say you rep this thing, and you this is really what it is, because truth be told, everybody joined this organization for a reason. But whether you split and became a leader, a national leader, a local leader, or whatever else, everybody done it for self gain at one point, and everybody say they done it for whatever reasons, but 
ain't seen nobody let it go and just live their life. I've let this thing go plenty of times and continue to live my life with the title, without a title, and I've proven that the spirit of the ancestors will put you right where you where, where you're supposed to be, and that's why I'm on this call tonight. Because truth be told, I ain't never split. Same organization I joined. It's the same organization I'm in now. I've seen the founder of this organization pull to the left and make a move. I've seen the brothers and sisters who trained me pull this way and make a move. But I stayed in place and held the line. It just so happened the line I held is where Chairman and Zinger resides. I never went with no name changes and all that. The same name Aaron Michaels uh, fought to keep to have is the same name that we rocking with now. But see, a name don't make you nothing, man. I don't That's know right. if you in the New Black Panther Party, the People's New Black Panther Party. What New Black? What what you are? You can change the name and say we're gonna be the the Twister Leadership, the Pick a Cherry Program. It don't matter, man, if you're doing the work. And the work don't have to be some public shit that seems for everybody to give you some pat on the back. It's the small right. stuff you do. It's the small stuff you do every day. I build every day with people. People wonder why it hasn't been a, a headquarters and a chapter in Dallas because I'm not going to expose the people of Dallas, Texas. And this is the founding chapter, founding place to all them different splits and fractions. And I've let all the different splits and fractions have their have their titles, have their names, their meetings, and everything else. But see, the people look at all of that. And in due time, when we progress and just say, bam, it is what it is, and we'll step forward and build, the people going to have to bear witness to the truth because I, I took my L's, my losses, in the eyes of the people, and I took my, had my victories in the eyes of the people. And that's the community. So, that's right. I mean, whether I took a lick and went to jail because I ran a light or drunk too many beers or shot somebody or did whatever. The community sees that. But at the yeah. same time, they know the heart about it. They know the heart and the mindset behind that brother and sister because they also know who help them out when they in, in need of help, who be dropping the jewels on them and the good games, trying to build them up, keep the families together and everything else. So, I mean, regardless of what, you got to do the work because this shit don't do nothing. You got to do the work. Target. It don't make you nothing but a target for the U.S. government. How many of all y'all on this line can honestly say that you got a fucking FOIA file and are you on a terrorist watch list or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Some of y'all can't say that because you ain't did no work. Well, God damn it, I can say that. Because they ain't and put in the some, work, Brother DK. Right. That's, that's some raw shit. I can say that. And I don't care nothing about it. I'm not worried about nothing. I know I ain't made no plots to blow up and shit. Mm-hmm. But if a person can say you are a terrorist because of this, that lets me know I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Because I know that when I openly come out to fight that accusation is placed on me, shit, it'd probably be a bankroll big enough to pay my family and all our families because it's one that the assets is going to guide me with the victory to win. And I'm just strategically planning and waiting on that day. But I'm chilling. You know, and I'm letting all y'all know that all you got to do is continue to do what you do. Do the work. I'm not going to run around here like like some of the people who 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 I see 
in the in the different cities. In well, in, I'm gonna say my city. I'm gonna speak on my city. Who they they taking the the L's for or the wins for self gain just to get a check. And they doing what the next people do, man. They pulling the Steve Harvey buck dance moves, and you know, I seen a lot of people, man. You know, I see them doing it, man. And I ain't knocking none of them, man. If it pays them, it pays them. But my doorstep in the same little shack I live in, I've been there mm-hmm. almost three and a half years now, and I ain't seen nobody ever knock on my door and say I got a well, problem see, with brother DK. You know what I mean? And I'm and I'm and I'm gonna tell you this, DK, man. And I appreciate you calling in, man. Like I said, man, I know you. A veteran, and I and I really appreciate that because any veterans calling it that's really can bear witness to what I'm saying, and that has the wisdom and the experience that you have, man. I mean, you go like you said, going way back for the brothers and sisters don't know this brother DK on the line go way back, one of the veterans, and this is what I'm talking about for you new brothers and sisters to listen to. You have a wealth experience in whatever formation that you're in. Believe me, the majority of these formations in their leadership have at least one or two veterans. And you should listen and learn from that. And most parts, when you look at the veterans, the veterans don't have a problem. We don't have a problem with one another. It's this new stuff coming in. It's this lack of political understanding. It's this lack of, like, uh, General BK. I'm going to call you General, brother, because I know you from that. I didn't. You know, so I've never, and here's the, the funny thing, never had an opportunity to meet you personally, but I've always followed you from being in it. I've been in it since 2004, and I've always heard your name. Right. As being one of the one of the stand-up soldiers. So I know you go way back and, and a veteran. So it's the new people that, you know, when you come in and don't pay your dues, don't pay your respect, don't do your political education, haven't put them boots on the ground, haven't worked, haven't slept in cars with brothers, haven't traveled with brothers, haven't slept on the floor, haven't went on these maneuvers, haven't ate out of the same bowl, haven't had to share money and find out how you're going to get hotel rooms and who got this and who got that together. Once you do all that together and really have to work together, you start to gain what's called camaraderie. Why do you think we call each other comrades? You see, a lot of niggas are saying comrades and don't understand camaraderie. You, they want to, they want to, the, the, the accolades and to play around with the veterans have no problem. So when we say unity, what does this unity look like? What are you trying to unify on? That in every formation, there is someone in every formation that I have a healthy, profound respect for because I've had the opportunity to soldier with them, and if not physically soldier with them, like in the case of General D.K., have known their reputation to, to be a solid worker within the movement. So this is some of the things that we're talking about. This is how unity is going to be brought about. We have to get out of when our people come in. We have to get them out of the gang banging, the fraternity frat boy, Q-Dog, Alpha Omega type of mentality where they're thinking that it's just a clickism and it's us against the world. But to understand that these separations, to reiterate myself, only come because not of the ideological differences. There's no ideological difference from any Panther formation. I'm willing to guarantee in every Panther formation, from Chairman Hashim Nzinga to Chairperson Sister Crystal Muhammad to uh, Chairperson Baba Omawali to myself, use the same damn man. 
I'm willing to bet it. I'm not a gambling man, but I'm willing to bet it. So there's no ideological differences. But our differences just come in a lot of instances on how we're going to achieve these goals and objectives. And that is not such a big difference. That is not enough of a difference for us to have the confusion and chaos and animosity and hatred that has been spread around this movement. So then we must look at those individuals. We have to start calling them out. And if they're in your formation, then you have to call a spade a spade and question their intentions when they get to whispering about other formations and other leadership. We have to ask that question. I see a number on the line. I got to open up. They didn't press one, but I'm going to open them up anyway. Abu. Black Power, yeah. Black Power, I opened you up anyway. I didn't see you press one, but I opened you up. Peace, What's up? Did I catch you on a bad time? Do you want to give you a few minutes? No. Yeah, I would like to say something real quick. Uh, uh, everything I heard was uh, on time, and it's need to be uh, um, listened to. And one of the analysis that were broken down is the Marine and Navy and Air Force. But one thing we have to understand, that they all represent the defense and protection of the United States. That mm-hmm. simply meaning that these formations have a nation to defend. And so we look at ourselves as a nation. Nation have many formations, but that formation is to protect the nation. And until we think nationalism and get out of tribalism, then we'll be able to move. We are moved from the crypts to the blood to the formation to the different formation. It's the same thing, but we call it under a whole new different banner. We we got the cat and, and we say this is our banner. But we're allowed to say this. Our survival depends on our unity. I see independent black political party broke down. Not so much because of the outside forces, but the inside ego. I seen the United Front going through the same thing, the Republic of New Africa going through the same thing, and many other formations, the Panthers of the Third that I was part of and being a victim and still a victim, I'm on the no-fly list as of today, and going to be more so when Trump talked about Muslim got to register. My name is Abdul Kaha. Being similar died a long time ago and reborn as Abdul Kaha. But the saying this, if friendly get real serious and our work on the ground will eliminate, in other words, we will weave out those who say who they are until when the fire hit, hit them, and then we'll know what is happening. But right now, we have these formations, but we have to look at the United States of Africa. That's what the Honorable Marcus Messiah Godfrey was working towards. Here in America, we have to look at a united nation. And our philosophy that unites us is revolutionary black nationalism and revolutionary pan-Africanism. That is the philosophy. The United States have a philosophy that keeps the Marine in check, keep the Army in check, keep the National Guards in check, keep all of them in check. And just happening tomorrow, there will be another chief and commander that will control that. All I'm saying is this. There are going to be formations, but the formation, we must have the same philosophy, the same goal, and as the Conrad said, the people 
of our objectives. We are a people's movement, and we must understand that. In order for us to become a revolutionary, we have to be revolutionized within ourselves. The uniform don't make you a revolutionary. You're just a well-dressed Negro. Uh, once Once you become a revolutionary inside, that is the uniform that the government is worried about. That That's inside right. revolution. They are afraid of the inside move. revolution. Yes. Yeah. You are killing me. My party thought I invented all that stuff. Now you're telling on me. They thought I came up with all that stuff you just said. Hey, hey yeah, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It starts in the home. Every uh, uh it starts in our family and it starts in the family next door and it starts, you know, like how can you say you're a revolutionary? And you have lived with me many times and traveled. The first thing I do when I move in a neighborhood, I introduce myself. Yes. Because that yes. that is that is my security. I shouldn't have to run across town to find a place. If they come for me, I could be sitting in my next door neighbor house watching them tear up my house. Yeah. Why? Because the neighbor and I become one. I can go down to another block and watch them, all of it become one. And so when I say that I'm a revolutionary and I'm a revolutionary uh, nationalist, a revolutionary panther, the first thing it shows is when I walk in your neighborhood, who know you? Right. The village knew who Shea was. The village knew who Fidel was. The village knew who Kwame Kuma was. The village knew who Jomo Kenyatta was. Do the village know who you are? Hmm. See, That's right. Do the villagers know who you are? If I walk down the street and the police stop me, people gonna come out and make sure that I'm not gonna be rough up. This ain't bragging. This is facts. Why? Because when the people see you as one, they understand that you and them are one. They got your back because you got their back. And that's how we deal in the '60s, and is uh, and it's coming down now. And then I give us a warning alert. We have to be very careful with formations as well because the government was set up formation, and it called the government Venus flytrap. It was set mm-hmm. up the formation and basically online. This is why we have to begin to uh, 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 travel and meet each other physically and eye to eye. So we are thinking that these are original formation, and half of the members in this formation, and then this is a counterintelligence program, our government. But because they study us, as Lewis Tagwood wrote in the Glass Out Tate, they know our philosophy, they know our ideology, they know our working, but they objected and job to destroy us. That's right. And one thing that they're not going to do, they're not going to outwork you for the liberation of your people, but they sure will outtalk you. So we have to be careful on that. So thank you for allowing me, you know, to come on, you know, to, you know, definitely give this time. And the more information that we give out, you know, it is beautiful. Why? Because the word takes on form. And every human being walking the street today is a creation of somebody's language. That's right. Of somebody's language. And it started in the baby's crib when we began to give the language. And this is what the party about. We want to give the proper 
propaganda for the development of that human being inside of the flesh that walks these streets. And you will know a revolutionary when you meet him, and you know a revolutionary when you meet her, because she will smile, she will greet you, and she can't wait to give you what she has been blessed with. And the first thing is she's going to give you a heart because in order for you to be in this, you've got to have love for the people. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. And now, brothers and sisters, with um, Chairman Kahar, Chairman of Cleveland, Ohio, National Spokesman for the People's New Black Panther Party, proud to say my Abu. I'm probably, I know I have to be one of his top students. You don't have no choice when you raised up by him, though. Um, so definitely, and this is what I mean, and this is that, and that's what I'm talking about, functional unity. That's what I'm talking about, a functional unity. You see, that how could I not be unified, or how could I possibly have a problem with a party that my father is so in love with and so adamant about aiding and assisting in the development and the progression? It wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Do we always agree with the other leadership? No. We don't always agree with the other leadership. Do we always agree with the methodology? No. We don't always agree with the methodology of other leaderships. But our differences are not so vast that we can't come together. To reiterate what Chairman Carl right. was saying and what I have been saying in the in the beginning, that if this European doesn't understand anything, he understands about keeping the integrity of his structure that enforces this white supremacist system that makes sure that his way of life is not going to be disrupted. He Come has, on now. Like we talk about the defense, we're talking about the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine. I go so far as to say because us as the people's uh, Black Panther Party, and I'm sure the people's new Black Panther Party, uh, since I have the national online, is a political defense self-determinist movement. These Europeans have the Democrats, the Republican, the Tea Party, the Green Party, and the Independents. And all of them operate within a framework or constitutional boundary of structures that ensure that this capitalist system will continue to run. That's why I go back to the mm-hmm. same thing. What did Obama do for us? What did Trump Everybody is a puppet of this system because everybody, anybody that participates in that politics to that degree has to operate in such a fashion that ensures that this system will maintain its integrity. Why can't mm-hmm. we operate the same way? Where is our Panther Congress? Where is our Panther Senate? Why can't we learn to debate and learn to be a disagree agreeably? And at the end of the day, since we know we don't disagree ideologically, since we know we don't disagree philosophically, since we know we don't disagree in our belief systems, that we can't come together and work together to try to bring these things into fruition, to fulfill our highest aspiration, which is advancement, liberation, and freedom of African people right here. I'm always saying and using this analogy and this example that if I say meet me down the street at the corner store, I don't care if you ride a bike, walk, Skateboard, uh, motorcycle, van, truck, car, get there, meet me there. Whatever mode of transportation you get to get there, we're headed in the same direction. And if your mode of transportation, if your car catches a flat, my car is going that direction. Jump in. Jump in. At the end of the day, we have to understand 
what it absolutely is about. And that's what it's absolutely about. It's about our survival. It's imperative that we know that. So in our last closing minutes, I will say that, that this day, coming as Chairman Yang and Kuma of the People's Black Panther Party, we extend our hand in collaboration, in African communalism, in collectivism, in anything that we can do to unify as long as our unification is on the ideology and philosophy and beliefs of revolutionary black nationalism, revolutionary pan-Africanism, freedom and liberation and power and advancement of African people and people of African descent, not just in this nation, but internationally, globally, wherever you find us. And if you're working in that advancement, if you're working in that vein, then we're there working with you. I I reiterate and repeat myself that I said in the beginning of the show. I have served with these leaders of these formations. I served under Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz. I've served. I have no problem with Dr. Malik Zulu-Shabazz. I was educated. I was taught. I had an opportunity to learn and experience. I had the opportunity to serve with Brother Hashim, chairperson Hashim and Zinga. I have no personal problem with chairperson Hashim and Zinga. I learned. I was taught. I was educated. I, I voted for Sister Chairperson Crystal Muhammad. I learned. I was taught. I was educated. I had an opportunity to serve with Chairman Colonel Baba Omuwala. We shared. We laughed. We build with each other. There is no problem amongst the leadership of these formations. Our newer brothers and sisters coming in, please be politically educated because as if those who were privy to listen to my mother on the show, she says political education breeds discipline. And the lack of discipline only comes from our lack of political education because there's no party line, because we haven't studied COINTELPRO 101. To understand that this is part of their devices and schemes, their mechanisms to, to spread this division and dissension among these organizations that profess to be headed in the same direction. I personally applaud the work of each and every person that has had the the understanding, the fortitude, the desire to join an organization and to make this organization, that particular organization, a force in the community, a force for the liberation of African people here in America, because it's not always the easiest thing to do. You see, this European, he doesn't outmuscle us. He doesn't have more resources than we have. He damn sure is not smarter than we are, but he organizes us. So for those brothers and sisters who are in organizations and are fighting daily, to bring organizational discipline, to bring an advancement and progression to their organization, man, I commend and applaud you. So what kind of revolutionary would I be to come and to tear that down? Like you heard from Chairman Kahal, and like I would proudly say, I have to be one of his top students. And I learned from an early age of being under him that the revolutionary must be revolutionized. And when you become revolutionized, the nigga inside starts to wither away and die. 
Am I saying that I achieved that objective and that aim yet? No, I'm striving to perfect every day. This is why we study every day. This is why we take two hours out of our day in this party to study, to build and encourage and to strengthen that revolutionary that's inside of us so that the nigga inside of us will slowly start to deteriorate and wither away and that we will start to perceive and judge things from a revolutionary perspective. And like Chairman Carr said, the greatest emotion a revolutionary can have is love. So you love, and even in your correcting, when you love someone, you will correct them. But you will even be, you will correct them in the way that a revolutionary corrects them. And that's not destructive criticism, but constructive criticism in the best manner possible. Revolutionary starts to work on and we start to develop. And I, like I said, those students of revolution will understand that you can be, it is possible. It is possible to have a, um, it's possible to have different formations working in the same direction. Study the revolutionary who studies revolution will understand that the Cuban revolution. The Cuban Revolution wasn't one revolutionary party. It wasn't one revolutionary mm-hmm. party. Fidel was That's right. right. Am I right, Sam McCall? Uh, you are. You are correct. You are correct. Yes, uh, uh, even in, yes, even the struggle in uh, Africa on the uh, continent. It wasn't just uh, one uh, one one political party. It was a month or two a party that was working for the liberation of Africa as well as working for the liberation of Cuba. You were correct. See, this is the importance of our political education and studying revolution worldwide. And when we know that, then we see that our struggle isn't that foreign. Our struggle is not this new anomaly. It's not something new. Our revolutionary struggle is a continued week. We're part of a global revolutionary movement, a global revolutionary experience, a global revolutionary feeling phenomena that is only natural when oppression is about. Oppression breeds resistance, so this is only natural. natural. So if we have, if we've been blessed with predecessors who have come and who have fought and have had revolutionary practices and applied revolutionary theories, and we have the opportunity to learn from that. Why are we reinventing the wheel? Why are we fighting over something that is so mediocre and so mundane? We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. You see, we've already had our brothers and sisters who went through that, and then Right here, the revolution raised right here on the shores of North America by the third development, whom a lot of people call the original Panthers. Are we going to learn from that? Are we going to learn from that? We see the poison pin letters that are taking place between Defense Minister Huey Newton and Ron Kareem of the United Slave Organization, the US Organization. We see the poison pin letters that were taking place between Deputy Chair Fred Half Sr. and Jeff Fort, now known as Imam Malik of the um, Black Peace Stones of the Almighty El Rukin Nation. We see that take place. Why are we still succumbing and falling to the same traps? I tell you, my brothers and sisters, I hope my prayers are that we can get it together, that we learn from this, that we take advantage of the veterans we have that come on, Chairman Carr, my dear brother DK, who I can't thank enough 
for calling in, lending his wisdom. That was a real honor, man, and I was blessed. My chief of staff, who was there from the inception and the conception of who knew the founder, who had an opportunity to sit with the founder and contribute and lend ideas, Brother Aaron Michaels. I had the opportunity to meet David Ford. I had an opportunity to meet a lot of these originals and had that opportunity to learn from them. I didn't walk away with one iota of hatred for anyone. Like I said, yeah, I disagreed with the way I felt like that our chairperson, Hashim Nzinga, came to become chair. I had, I, I had disagreed with that. But the disagreement wasn't a violent one. It wasn't a slanderous one. And I even understood the people who said, well, that was a natural pro- progression that a chief of staff naturally steps up to the chair. I even understood and heard their side of it, but still chose my side. And the disagreement and the split was an amicable split. It didn't get murderous. It didn't get gangbang. My 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 split with the People's New Black Panther Party, as far as with the leadership, never got with their chief of staff, Brother Yakinon, with their chairperson, Colonel Baba Omawala, never got slanderous, never got violent. My misunderstanding came from, I feel, man, a lot of people who really didn't know what was taking place at the time. But the people who were in the know, it never became a tit for tat. And it never will. I commend the good that is being done with all formations. So it's only to encourage and it's only to motivate. With that, my dear brothers and sisters, I want to thank you. Everyone who called in and listened, I want to thank everyone who participated. Like I said, this is not going to be a program. I keep reiterating or going over the history of the split, why the factions formations. I just wanted to clear the air. I wanted everyone to have an opportunity to talk and to hear, to really get an understanding from the factions I had. I thought someone was going to chime in and say, well, read the Declaration of Freedom myself. So I had the Declaration of Freedom. I had this date move. So I gave you the date. I had the date when even Chairman Carl was elected chair of the People's Black when we took the name People's Black Panther Party. I gave you the dates of that so that the facts would be placed so that those of us who really want unification and strong unity and strong unity for those that wanted unification and strong unity would have um, would have the facts so that those who have ill intentions or have other desires wouldn't be able to get in your ears and whisper in your ears and cause malice in your heart and hatred in your heart for any revolutionary, for any brother or sister who is attempting to do the good work. I'm going to leave and I'm going to end And I leave you As I greeted you on the first beginning of the show I thank you for calling in And I leave you with all powers to oppressed people African power to an African people And w- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute Let me get, get my line I think this is 862 
1973. Yolanda, oh, that's brother yes. lieutenant. Yes. Yeah. Yolanda. Yes, sir. Black, Black Power family. This is National Lieutenant Black for the Power People's Family. New Black Panther Party. Yeah, I'm just calling in because I miss most of the show, so I definitely need a link so I can hit the beginning of the show, man. But I'm just on here showing support and just trying to get that information, get that knowledge, bro. Right on, man. Well, Black Power uh, National in, Spokesman, too. Black Power, Conrad. Black Power, my brother. I'm glad you called in. I'm glad everybody yes, everybody called in. Well, listen, brothers, because uh, my mama called in. So I got a couple minutes. Let's see if my mother wants to call in and she call in real quick. Yep. Let's climb in. Mama, I got one minute. I got one minute. I got people on the line. I got Abu on the line, too. Okay, greetings. I just wanted to say greetings, and I was sending you a message to call me, but uh, all power to the people, black power. It's wonderful hearing you still on the radio. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. I'm going to call you until you're not going to bed. I want to call you and talk about what we talked about earlier. Okay, peace. Okay. All right, so listen, I had an opportunity. I'm going to have to get another show where I got my Abu and my mother on at the same time. We can bombard them with some questions. Listen, I I, I, could, I leave you as I greet you, as I came, as I greet you, all power to oppressed people, African power to African people, and black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power.